Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast, folks. I'm Randy Hess. I'm here with my good pal, Al Habaker, and we are glad to have you back. Hey, it's a whole new year. Uh, it's uh, bright out, and uh, we're we're kind of energetic in our wanting to get into a topic today. So I'm just going to kick it right into Hal to kind of give us a little bit of an idea of what we're going to start this year doing, Hal. And uh, hello, Hal. Good afternoon to you. Hey, Randy, it's great to see you. Great to be with you, our listeners. And we're today is January 15th, and it's a cold, cold, cold winter day in Dallas, as it is over most of the country. So, but we're in a studio doing very well, and we're glad you're with us. And I look forward to this year, Randy, with you and all that we'll share, all that we'll say, all that God will do. And uh, it's just a gift to be able to share and pursue God in these latter years, the important years of our life. So the topic we want to relate on today is how do we continue to make a difference in our aging years? There are any number of spheres that God could use and that we could use through all he's entrusted to us and all that's available to us. But, you know, how do you choose in all those options? If I were going to put a scripture verse to it, I'd put two of them to us. You know, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I want to add through us. So how do we do that? And then I think of Romans 8, 14, for those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. How does the Spirit lead us in our aging years to make a difference for the kingdom? And not only for the kingdom, but for our own joy and the joy of those around us. Randy, you and I have talked about this. There are different options like, you know, knowing yourself, your spouse, your family, your friends, your your neighbors, your church. We want to talk about a number of those options and how God uses us and how we think about how we can be involved. Does that make sense, Randy? Sure does, Hal. I think we need to think about it. Um, so each of us has my own, your own concept of what being involved with the Lord means. Um, so I kind of, you have used with you, Hal, the idea that, uh, in some form or fashion, my involvement in trying to do something called finishing well. Uh, has to be defined in terms of what am I finishing well at and figuring that out. And once I begin to figure that out, then I can uh, maybe move forward in some of my other thinking and activities to get there. But it's a little bit of a road to travel down. Uh, where am I starting? Where where am I right now? And I, I've tried to not make this sound like a, a a criticism, uh, because it's not intended that way. I think a lot of us, pal, are starting on the bench. 
or we're starting uh, kind of in the stands, or we're starting, if you will, in the audience. Uh, thinking about this, I'm not suggesting there's any blame involved in that. I think it's just a kind of a natural extension of the way we have matured and aged that we feel like we've done our duty or we've done what we need to do already. We've been, we've, we've been there and done that. We've had our involvement. And now it's time for me to just kind of sit and watch other people do the same or, you know, watch them mature, watch them grow. <clears throat> and that's my job. So I'm in the stands watching other people. I'm in the audience listening to other people. And or watching them. Or watching them. And what you and I have kind of concluded a little bit with is that one of the things we'd love to have happen, love to see happen, is that there would be some recharge in your spirit, in your heart, from the Lord saying, first of all, to you, this is where you are. You're, you're not on the playing field right now. But it's easy for you. I invite you to come on down. You're not on the stage right now, but I invite you to come on down and join, if you will, the orchestra. And you're going, well, I, <laughs> I'm not a player on some kind of playing field. I don't want to be that. I mean, even in my younger years, maybe I didn't want to be that. I'm not some player in an orchestra. I don't know how to play in the orchestra. So I'm not going to be a player. I don't know how to act. I'm not going to get down on the stage. But what I'm saying is, that's not what the Lord's message is. The Lord's message is, join us on the stage. Join us sitting in the chairs around the orchestra area. Join us on the playing field and open your ears up to me. And I will guide you. Your heart, if, if your heart is open and you're listening with your heart, there will be an opportunity for me to recharge you with something you're going to be interested in, you're going to be enthused about, and you're going to love. Uh, but until you give it a chance, until you get up off the seat, I could say that other ways, but if you, until you get up off your seat and go down and get on the field, until you get up off of the wonderful, comfortable audience chair and go up on the stage, I can't give you, there's, it's harder to give you that signal. You have to be open and willing and listening. So with that, Hal, I think it starts with me. That's all I'm saying. It starts with you to open up your heart to that prospect. So that's between you and the Lord. Nobody else is involved in that whatsoever. That's the first circle, Hal. Then we go from me to maybe other expanding circles around me that I can grow into or want to take care of. The first being my spouse. What's my marriage like? Uh, what's my key? If you, you know, whatever your whatever your situation is, who you love, 
what's my relationship with that key person? Is it good? Is it supportive? Is it welcoming? Is it friendly? And then I move on from there, Hal, to my family and other family members. I move on from there to our good friends. So there's the circles grow. They grow to neighbors. They grow to the church. They grow beyond that. So aren't we talking about those kinds of circles, Hal, when, when we're talking about this topic? We're talking about a growth in me. But that growth sees, as I grow, a vision for new opportunities in these circles. Am I right? I agree, Randy. Yes, I think you're right on. Uh, the only thing I want to add, which really amplifies what you're saying, just a tad, what is my desire? I just read a study from Barna yesterday, as a matter of fact. Most people, most older people still want to be as alive spiritually, but they, they need encouragement. That they want to continue to do something, but that's the real test. Do I want to change? You know, the whole thing about finishing well means that there are always changes in life. I'm always changing. The circumstances are always changing. And what do I want to do about that? So do I still have a heart for God to want to make a difference, to want to grow myself? Yeah. You know, and that's where your idea is. You get, you're not in the stands. You want to get down. Or the other idea is you want to get with God on the stage because he wants to use me. He wants to use you. He wants to use us in these latter years as important as any decade we've ever lived. But that's, yeah, but that's the hard thing for me to grasp is he wants to use me, isn't it? If it I'm is. Just, if I'm used to being in the audience, which I have been maybe since I've and hey, everything I say to me kind of sounds a little bit like I'm trying to shame somebody or accuse them of something. No, it's natural. We want to retire and enjoy our lives. We want to say, hey, good job, fellow. Good job, lady. We're, we made it to retirement. Thank you, Lord. Now, give me, you know, give me a break here. Let me, yeah. let me enjoy my time. Leave me alone a little bit, will ya? And all you and I are saying is, we're not trying to press you in, pressure anybody into thinking that you know that they're going down some path to to destruction, because we're not. I mean, that's not my goal anyway, and I know it's not yours. We only want to encourage, but it's hard to do if. I refuse to see that I am a setter rather than a than a doer. I, I, I don't. I, it's you know maybe it's the Lord saying, "I want you to show fruit," and I'm saying, "I think I've already shown fruit. I don't need to do that anymore." You know, I don't need to. I don't need to be a guy who's constantly looking to encourage somebody to help somebody out, to be aware of needs. Let them be aware of my needs. You know, it's all about me now. That's the problem. There it is right there. That's the problem is I'm, I'm, I'm making myself stuck right here in the mud. And nobody's, nobody's doing that but me. 
But all we are saying, all I'm trying to say, Hal, is that if I recognize that, if the Lord gives me a little bit of discernment and maybe a little maturity, I don't know what the right word is. Reflection? I don't know. It's a Lord thing. The thing, that, you, the thing that really motivates me in all of this is the scriptures. You know, Philippians 2, where Paul says, work out your salvation. Well, what does that mean in your 70s? What does yeah. that mean if you want to sit back? No, yeah. work out your salvation. God has a purpose for your life. Hebrews 10, 24. Let's consider one another to provoke each other to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as is a habit of some or many but provoking ourselves all the more, each other, to grow and impact the world for Jesus. And how do we know ourselves? Nobody wants us to do if we don't have that desire and we don't see him calling us to him for that purpose. So let's talk a little bit more at some of these concentric circles. You know, what do I, I mean, I, I got to hear God's voice and feel, sense his leadership in me. And then how do I do that with my spouse? How do I do it with Vicki? You know, what is God's, what is he doing in her heart? What does he want for us to do together, to experience together, to grow together? You know, you get into a rut in your marriage. You know, so what does he want us to do to change that, to get out of that and to get on the playing field, to encourage her to do it individually, us to do it together, however we do it. And then you get into your family. Heavens, how do you have that impact individually and or together in your marriage, in your family, with your grandkids, with your grown kids? How does that fit with our concentric circle idea, Randy? Well, you're just making it way too complicated for me, Hal. I I, I don't know if I can follow all that stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm over 65, dude, so uh, I don't need to think about all that, okay? I've already been there and done that. That's... All, I'm joking, obviously, with you, but I'm just saying that it is a challenge, a natural challenge, to think that I can be more than I am right now, and the Lord wants me to do that. And in fact, it's that it's His plan for me to do that, to be that with somebody beyond me. It might be my spouse, and that's certainly always a possibility for two people that have been married a long time, lived together a long time, raised a family a long time ago, uh, there, there are challenges. It's not just a constant, uh, daily, uh, joyful life unless you work at it a little bit. And that's what the Lord is saying. Can't you be, uh, you know, can you possibly get out of yourself and be an encourager to your spouse. Can you get out of yourself and be an encourager to your grown kids? Can you do that? You know, I just this just came to me as we're talking here, Randy. You know, God has so orchestrated life that we would fear him and respond to his invitation. That's out of Ecclesiastes. You and Julie have just gone through a season of grief. We've talked about that. And, you know, no. grief continues. It lingers, but it reminds us that we need each other. You know, your wife grieves, you grieve, your kids grieve. I mean, your grand, uh, whatever it is, and grief calls us to encourage each other. And at the same time, there's continuing celebrations in life. You know, I have a grandson who just turned 16. I want to celebrate him. You yeah. know, so how do you get involved and 
ministers serve, encourage each other to continue to catch a vision for what it is that God wants to do in your life. I mean, I think that's what these concentric circles are all about. Yeah, and you you admit this, Hal. I don't need to be a pastor to do that. Do no, I? You're... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't need to be some real special guy or woman to do that. I just have to say, Lord, I'm on your side. I know you're on my side. I just want to open up the door to some new possibilities of being a better encourager to somebody, you know, somebody. Um, And I'm going to think about my spouse, how I'm doing with that. And maybe I'm even doing that because I'm helping care for my spouse's care in some way or other. Well, good. That's awesome. And that's part of your life of finishing well. There may be kids that need help in your life uh, that, are ha- that are having their struggles, whatever they might be, uh, physical or mental or whatever. They need help. Am I doing anything to encourage that? Or am I just basically ignoring it and moving on with my life? Isn't that a great, should I ask myself that question? How about my grandkids? Do I even care what they're doing? Do I even know what they're doing? Do I even know their names? You know? Um, what their issues are. Yeah. How about my great grandkids? <laughs> Do I even know what they're doing? What they, what, you know, all I'm getting at how I could continue. But the point is, I have options and opportunities close in to me, close in those circles. But let's say I think we're pretty good, and I think I'm doing that with my family. How am I doing with my friends? Do I ever tell any of them, hey, thank you for something, or hey, hope you're having a good day, or hey, God bless you? Do I ever say that? Do I ever say that to anybody? You know, do I ever say that to my neighbors? So you and I are just saying, people, we have opportunities, concentric circles of them that go out, way out, way out. And, you know, when we get past our neighbors, we have church people that we probably know, but we don't spend one minute talking to them to find out more about them to help encourage them. Because that's just not what I do. I'm I'm 70. I'm a senior. You know, I don't need to do that. Please, folks, just don't hear me blaming or accusing. Hear me asking, please, is that an option? Is that an opportunity for you? It is an option, but is that an opportunity? It's an opportunity. Oh, and again, you, you start thinking scripturally. <laughs> the examples of how God calls older people to keep leading others. You think of Joseph, you think of Joshua, you think of the gospel of John, the apostle John. I mean, these people are ministering to each other and others in their 80s and their 90s, even past their 100 years. I mean, it's God's call in my life. I really don't have an option of sitting there and being by myself. You know, I've, I've, I've served as a pastor all my life and no pastor 
would want anything more than the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. Whatever your age, whatever your marital state, whether you're older or younger, uh, you know, whether you're married, whether you're single, reach out and engage people. And I think the analogy was that there's no cell in the human body that exists just for itself, except cancer cells. They build tumors, <laughs> which suffocate life. But God doesn't want us to do that. And then the other thing I want to add this, Randy, as we, we think about putting a bow on all this, I think of how God works. He, he brings ideas and people to us. It may be a mission group in your community. It may be somebody who will talk in church and give a message about something. And you say, I never thought about that before. Maybe I could be involved in that. I know of older people who go overseas and they're working in different mission agencies, you know, all kinds of things that are available to us. And then I think God says, Hal, you have the skills to do that. Why don't you consider doing something like that? Or you and Vicki, you guys do it together, or maybe you do it differently. But I think God is always working in these concentric circles to lead us into how our lives can make a difference with others. Does it make sense? Yep. We, we go to the core of what people want, which is the sense of purpose in my life. What is my purpose, Lord? What have you created me for? And we have attempted to link the idea that with purpose, if I, if I begin to get a handle on that with purpose, I know I can finish well. My life will go well. No matter where it ends, no matter my days, no matter my hour, no matter my age, I will have that thousand percent confidence level that I've done it well and I'm ready. And that's, I, I think we do seek that help. And, my, and all we're saying is there's not a one way, best way to do that, but there's a lot of ways out there, a lot of options. And I can't tell you how to do it. Hal Habaker can't tell you how to do it. No, your spouse can't tell you how to do it. Your best friend can't tell you how to do it. Nobody except the Lord. And if, if we open our hearts to that, listening to it, uh, the Lord will offer an option there, offer an opportunity. That's all we're saying. I think you're exactly right. What, what I'm thinking is that God draws us to himself to make a difference in others' lives, and that's for our greatest joy. I, I really believe that. We will feel—here's uh, here, a John Piper statement— uh, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied with him. So am I satisfied, deeply satisfied with what God wants to do in my life? Through my skills, through my gifts, 
through all he has entrusted to me and being aware of that as I age. And then saying, Lord, I'm in. I'll I'll go with you. I want to do what you want me to do. And then it's a continues to be a discovery process. Which you said, you know, we're the linchpin. I mean, God, the Spirit, Spirit leads us, but we have to say, I want to go with you, God. I want to do what you want me to do. And there's no more important time to do that in our latter years. So that's, uh, let me summarize it. Randy, you may have a thought summarizing it, but our theme is how do we continue to make a difference for God in our aging years, beginning with ourselves and understanding these concentric circles through which he wants to use us? How would you wrap it up, Randy? I agree. I think we have to have a vision in our mind that the Lord will help us with. But, you know, do I am I am I staring at a dock? Am I staring at the at the ocean? Am I staring at the lake? Am I staring at the, the first tee or am I staring at a playing field orchestrated by the Lord? And I'll know it when I get there. But. All I also am saying, uh, Hal, is that there should not be a giant 100-foot wall after I get past 65 or 70 or whatever my retirement is. That once I'm past it, I never have to look back. I never have to look at anything else. I'm done. That's where I steer myself the wrong way and I get myself in trouble. And I think the Lord will help me with that if I get down off of where I'm at and go down and listen on the playing field or on the stage. He'll work with me. I've loved this. This has been challenging and encouraging to me and to both of us. I hope you found it the same for you. Uh, let's pray that for God's leadership in 2024, that we'll be about doing his business in our lives. I'll close with this verse, Psalm 90, verse 12. I love it. It's one of my favorite verses. For Moses prays, so teach us to number our days, to sense the value of these days and what you want to do in our lives, O God. Uh, Teach us to number them that we may present a heart of wisdom to you, O God. So the Lord bless you in 2024. Encourage each other. We want to be an encouragement to you. Send us a note. Hal at Finishing Well Ministries. Randy at finishingwellministries.org. We'd love to hear from you and let's uh, be a team together as we grow older, discovering how God wants to use us. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.